How many of you know here in Great Britain that we live in a power-conscious world? There's not a day that goes by that we're not reading about some type of struggle for power. Whether it is political, economic, social, and unfortunately, even many times religious. I want to tell us here on this opening day in London that the greatest power in all the world is not political power. And I want you to understand something before we go one step further here this afternoon as well. Morris Rilla is not a politician. I didn't come here to England to talk to you about politics. I came here to talk to you about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The greatest power in the world is not money. You read the headlines of the newspapers here past two or three days in Great Britain, you would think that the greatest power in the world is wealth, is money. But I tell you that money cannot buy all things. But look at this. You say, Morris, what is it? It's a book. It's called the Holy Bible. I declare unequivocally to you this afternoon without any fear of contradiction that the greatest power in all the world is the power of the word of the living God. Sit there, give him a clap off. <laughs> Did you bring your sword? Let me see it, hold it up. Are you ready to do battle? Oh, glory to God. Um, I, I almost feel sorry for the devil here this afternoon. Not quite. I didn't say I do. I said almost. Look at all those swords. Get them up one more time. Look at all those thousands of swords. Before we go one step further, let me just put this in your spirit before I read a scripture. The word of God is two things. How many of you believe God speaks to people today? Recently, 
in this year a few months ago God spoke to my heart and he said to me son the enemy how many of you know who the enemy is somebody shout make sure you really understand that Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickednesses which are in the high places of the earth. Somebody say, my enemy is the devil. Not my neighbor. You don't have to say amen, just say ouch. Turn around and look at somebody and say, you're not my enemy. Go ahead. Go on, turn around, tell them, say, you're not my enemy. Go on, tell them again, say, you're not my enemy. The way you see Christians act sometimes, you would think that we fight against each other and that we are enemies of each other. We are not enemies of each other, just in case you didn't know that. You may be fighting somebody through your disagreements, but I'm telling you that that person is not your enemy because you can't deal with things on the surface. They are not as they appear to be. You gotta go past the surface and you gotta go down deep into the root. What causes you to wanna fight amongst yourselves? What causes church people to wanna fight amongst themselves? What causes people to have racial differences and racial tensions? What causes splits in churches and misunderstanding amongst different denominations? Don't fool yourself. It's not the theology. Don't look at me with that British look. I'll tell you where it is. Look at Mars. Put your hands under your chin like this. Come on, do this. Come on, do it one more time. You say, what in the world is that, Brother Srilla? I'll tell you what we're doing here. We might just as well this afternoon, before we go any further, before we start the rest of the week, we might as well get the mask off in the name of Jesus. Come on, how many of you believe it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to get the mask off? Stop playing church, get it off! Well, I told you I almost felt sorry for the devil this afternoon, didn't I? 
Put your hands over here, point like that over to the side. Go on, do that. Say, devil, this afternoon, we're serving notice on you. You stay on your side of the line. about what we feel in this building? It's the anointing. <laughs> Somebody say, it's the anointing. And you know what the anointing does? Breaks every yoke. Sets people free. I've got news for you, brother. The devil knows that we know, that he knows, that we know, that he knows, that we know, that we have the power to keep him where he belongs. Raise your right hand to the Father. Say this after me. When this week is over, say it out loud, repeat it again after me. When this week is over, my life, my family, my ministry, London, England, Europe will never be the same again. God speaks to people. The father said to me, son, the greatest end time strategy of the enemy of my people, Satan, is his attack on my word. The enemy is coming to the church, to God's people, launching an end time massive spiritual attack against the word of God. You know why? He wants to intimidate you. Are you listening to me? How many of you have felt this onslaught where the devil comes to you and says, well, you know, don't be so fanatical. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
little bit. You ever hear that? You don't have to go so far out. Anybody ever, can anybody here relate to any of this? I tell you the devil's a liar. Are you hearing me? I said, the devil's a liar. And he's the father of lies. Now, the Holy Spirit's just giving me a scripture to give to you. I didn't intend to read it. I was supposed to read this one back here. Was it all right if I read you the one the Holy Spirit's given me to give you now. I'll get back to this one later. John 8, 44, listen to it. You are of your father, the devil. Now, I didn't say this. Don't walk out of here and say, Morris is calling people the devil. Jesus said it. Who, who, are you out there? You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. There is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Somebody shout, the devil's a liar. Then why do you believe him? He's a counterfeiter. Did you hear me? The devil doesn't have one genuine, original thought. He is a counterfeiter. And from the very beginning of time, his purpose was to make us believe God does not mean what he says. That's what he did to Eve. That's what he did to Adam. God said you can eat of all the fruit of the trees of the garden, but there's one fruit one tree. God said, don't eat it. If you do, you're going to die. The devil came along and said, God does not mean that. God means if you eat it, you're going to get as smart as God. You'll live forever and you'll have incredible knowledge. Now, church, here in Great Britain, look at Mars. How many of you know God means what he says? 
God says what he means. Can you believe that? I've got to read you another scripture that the Holy Spirit is giving to me to give to you right now. Quickly, I tell you, Revelation is flowing like a mighty river on this platform. Hebrews 11:6. listen to it. Without faith, everybody say without faith. Can you take this? Now look up here. Can you take the word? I didn't hear any amen, yes, no. I'll ask you one more time. Can you take the word? Listen to it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's not a theology. That's not Baptist interpretation. That's not Pentecostalism. That's not charismatic. That's the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let's continue to read it. He that cometh to God must believe. Everybody say, must believe. That he is. Now look at Mars. It's not enough church to believe that God is, that he's some power, he's some place up there beyond the blue that is not enough it's not enough to believe that God is listen to the rest of that scripture out faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is that's first second he is a rewarder i don't think you're hearing that i said he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him in other words you can't ask something from him in faith believing and not receiving are you ready for that come on are you ready for that this afternoon i gotta read you this scripture in numbers somebody say the devil's a liar Somebody say, he's not going to intimidate me. He's not going to cause me to draw back. Now, 
let me tell you something. The Word of God is not historical. Remember I said it's two things, so put it in your spirit. It is not historical. It is not traditional. And the Word of God is not denominational. I don't know whether you're out there or not. You must be studying awful hard on what I'm saying. I think I'm going to get me an amen sign. Put it up here. Get a little button. Push it down here. So then when you see it blink, then you'll know when to say amen. You miss all those good places. You say, oh, but Brother Srilo, I'm always taught that the Word of God is historical and it's traditional and we follow our traditions. Listen to me. The Word of God is two things. It is this written Word, but then it is also the living Word. You cannot separate. It is impossible to separate God from His Word. Try as you may, you cannot pull them apart. That's why the devil wants to attack the word and cause you to draw back from it. Why? Because his attack is not really basically on these written words, but his subtle attack is coming against God. Because if he can discredit his word, he can discredit him. Because he knows that his word and he Go ahead, put your hands up and speak in other tongues. It's all right. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man. He speaketh unto God. We give you praise. Go ahead, put your hands up. Don't look to your neighbor. Don't look to the brother, sister on the right or the left. Just put your hands up and give praise to God. Give praise to the word. Give praise to the word. Give praise to the word. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. tell you something's going to happen here I said something is going to happen here the Bible said he sent I don't know whether this is so loud on you out there but it's awful loud on brother Cirillo up here if you can just tone it down just a little bit appreciate it 
Somebody say, the word of God is the living word. Did you know the Bible said he sent his word and he healed them? Church, listen to me. Have you got any idea of what will happen to you today when you catch this? Have you got any idea? What miracle power is right there by your side just waiting to be unleashed where all you have to do is take the sickness, take the need that you have in your life and cut it loose and turn it loose and give it to God. scriptures then I gotta stop I gotta stop I haven't even begun to scratch the surface how many of you know the Word of God is a seed that's what the Bible says you sow it you sow it you sow it you sow it. Something is happening in this building tonight to our faith. By listening to the word of God, our faith is growing. How many of you can feel your faith soaring up inside you? Come on. Come on. Can you feel it? Sure. Don't look at Brother Shaw and say this is not emotion. Of course it's emotion. We're emotional people. Football fans don't have all the emotion. Come on, how many of you know some fans for the word of God have some emotion too? Some fans for Jesus have emotion too. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I already sense miracles taking place here already sense the healing power of God flowing like a mighty river. Numbers 23, listen to it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love this. The Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth. Now, look at Mars. <laughs> I keep telling you that because I know you like to look down and look at the scripture. But then we're going to pause for a moment. I want you to look right up here. I want you to look right up here. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Lord, just check me. Told me not to tell you. Let's read the scripture. Maybe you'll be ready to get that tomorrow night, or maybe the third night. I don't want to 
give you too much the first night. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. And when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the princess of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? You believe God speaks? I'm going to run that by you again. You're just like my little grandkids. You know. Such a weak amen. Do you believe God speaks? Now, that sounds like Jesus people. What hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balaam, and hear, hearken unto me. Are you ready for this? God is not a man that he should be. 